up, everyone? How we doing? Welcome to another edition of the In the Round podcast. You got Matt and Tyler. We have a great guest with us today. But first, I want to talk about some new friends we have. We have got our first damn sponsor, Boudreaux. We're growing up. We are growing up. It took a little while, but we're here. So we want to tell you all about our new friends over at Trailside CBD Emporium. Our boy Andrew and his team, they will meet all your CBD, hemp, and Delta 8 THC needs. From oils and gummies to cartridges and flour, they have you covered. So using DH, Delta H, THC, Delta 8 THC, excuse me, which is derived from the hemp plant as opposed to the common marijuana plant, their stuff is, believe it or not, 100% legal. And it gets the job done. I personally am a huge fan of these new Skyho premium oil cartridges. So y'all got to go check them out. They're over at trailsidecbd.com. And guess what? You can use a promo code, Tyler, to get 20% off. Use code ITR at checkout. That's trailsidecbd.com, promo code ITR for 20% off your purchase. And you can also find them on Instagram at trailsidecbd. I did okay there, Boudreaux. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, dude. I used that oil last night. I used a little bit more than I made my drink. I knocked out, slept perfectly fine, slept 10 hours. Yeah, they've got all kinds of great products. And um, speaking of great products and great guys that we love, we got our buddy Job Fortner hanging out with us today. Uh, This has been a while in the making, bro. We've been trying to get you on a podcast because you're a busy dude. You're always out on the road right now, of course. None of us are on the road. but um, I'm still on the road, though. You're still on the road. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you're going out this weekend. Still on the road. Whether it's like I'm playing a show for somebody that – I'm just at their house and I brought my guitar. That's true. I it's like, <laughs> hey, you yeah, didn't dude. expect a show tonight. Yeah, dude, we, but it's I got, happening. I got, I got a, um, I got a little private Joe Fortner and Ryan Nelson concert the other night over at the Redneck. Yeah, so it's pretty yeah. dope, man. So how the hell have you been doing? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. I, I've been, like I said, trying to stay on the road, stay out of Nashville. Um, you know, going to the mountains whenever I can. Going to stay with friends here and there. Uh, going to stay in Texas. Texas is like, yeah. Felt like a second home for me for like the last it's, year. It's slowly becoming that yeah. for me too. Yeah, it's a great, it's a really good place. There are great people there. I was just um, in Galveston this last, Houston last week and Galveston yeah. this weekend. So yeah, I was down in Huntsville uh, hanging out with some buddies down there. Um, and shout out to Kojo and those guys. Yeah, they're, they're all they're all down yeah, in that so area. So you be you know if we rewind back a little bit. So you're from Dahlonega, Georgia. Yeah, a lot of people know that from a little Ashley McBride song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barn, Somebody yeah. mentioned that today. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, so it's on the map now. And I'm like, well, you know, I think Zach Brown's from there. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> there's, there's a lot there's more a lot, cool stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. So when did you move here to town? Because you've been here a lot longer than I have. I think. Um, I've been here five years. Yeah. Yeah, I think I moved here like 2016, early 2016 or 2015 or some shit. I, I'm not good at math, clearly. <laughs> but, yeah. No, dude, but so coming from Dahlonega, Georgia, what was that process like for you of moving from small? I'm guessing Dahlonega is a pretty small town, right? Uh, not really, no. See, I'm, I'm and, learning about and I, there was a There was a time when I lived in Monroe, too, okay. um, which is near Athens, Georgia. <clears throat> yeah. But I was actually living in Dahlonega right before I moved to um, – uh, here to Nashville, and it, it was it was a process, man. It was, I mean, I had a I had a truck at the time with like truck payments and stuff. I was doing welding, and my company was actually in Nashville as well. Um, so um, I was able to transfer and still do welding here. So I had some income, and um, I think it was just a time where I was like at a point in my life where it's like I need to do this now or or never. Like, yeah. I I kind of just made an ultimatum for myself, and so 
I got rid of the truck. It was the truck or moved to Nashville. So I got rid of the truck and uh, drove my Chevy Cheyenne up there with a trailer. <laughs> the old Chevy Cheyenne is a beautiful Chevy Cheyenne, two-door, short bed, red yeah. with a baby blue hood. Ooh, Hell yeah. yeah Ooh. Very slick. Yeah, Taking them all up. That's tonight. a truck with some character, man. And honestly, like, so I started listening to your shit way back 2016 when, when you had your, when you put out that EP and, Hearing a song like Georgian, hearing all, all those songs going way back. And now to actually be able to like sit in a room and like hang out with you, bro, it's pretty fucking cool. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Like it's cool. I try to, it's cool for in the round for us to be at this point. And and dude, yeah. thanks for coming on and hanging with us. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me out. It's it everything I write is a true story. You know. There there's connection to it. And uh, I think that I'm kind of a quiet person. Uh when I first meet people and stuff. And so I, it maybe it takes a minute for people to get to know me. I've kind of learn that and yeah. so you know it's when people figure out like who i am as a person and realize how much the music is connected to to me um it's not just stuff i'm creating a room or or whatever or creating a feeling for the fans so they like the music better it's i'm really it's my therapy like i'm pouring exactly what happened to me and and how i feel about it in the music so dope it's real yeah. That's the thing. It's yeah. real, and, and there's something to be said for real. Speaking of real, y'all got some real good bourbon right there. Boudreaux, yeah. what do we got on today's bourbon episode? This mm. is the uh, Jim Beam. Um, it's basically like what they made like the six to eight months after Prohibition. It's the same way they made it back then. Pretty good? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's really, we got it on the rocks. Um, really smooth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Makes like you want to slap your mama. Yeah. Like it's not a, It's not one that's like making you choke every time you drink it which is good yeah very smooth very very tasteful that's good no, sitting that's good. really well on my eyes i can't yeah. tell if it's the cbd what do you think of the trail side i think it's good i'm 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 feeling great that's awesome yeah i'm happy hell yeah i'm happy hell yeah, no, yeah dude. <laughs> fuck yeah no that's what we want to hear yeah. because it's it's a cool product and we're, we're happy to have our buddy andrew along with us on doing stuff with, with CBD and whatnot. It's cool to have a sponsor and everything. Um, but, yeah. yeah, so we were talking. you were talking about Texas, and you were talking yeah. about the road. So for 2020, for you, you had a lot of gigs planned. You, had, you get to go out with a lot of cool people. What was March like for you, like the transition from being off the road to being – or from being on the road to going off the road? Like where were you when all this – Well, yeah, I mean the last gigs – I mean COVID was happening but not here at all really at this point, I think from what I can remember. And we were on the road with Cadillac three oh, doing yeah. full band shows and like Milwaukee. Great time. Loved was, it. It was, that, was that the rave, um, the rave Eagle club or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think Love of that, that building? Venue. Cause we, I, me and Boudreaux had a chance to go there once with, with Gary and Chuck. What do you think of that room? It was cool. It was, uh, which room did you play? Hmm. The, well, we played the big room. I mean, the ballroom upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a long walk we to like, the stage. I can yeah. remember that. I'm I'm not a skinny guy, so like, <laughs> I remember the long walk to the stage and the long walk back from the stage. So yeah, did you go down to the pool and like see all the all the haunted I didn't, stuff they got no, there? I didn't because there's a the whole story with that with like Jeffrey Dahmer's house was like across. Yeah, the well, Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment was the. Like when I don't know if you went outside much, but if you went out the front entrance and looked like basically across the street diagonally, that mm. big, huge, tall building over there was an apartment complex. It still is. Yeah. Um. But that's where like Jeffrey Dahmer lived, Did and some, that's like yeah. his some actual apartment shit, where yeah. like he had the buckets in there, like yeah. the decomposing bodies was yeah. like in there. 
Yeah, my my band was talking about it and shit. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm about good vibes. Yeah, <laughs> it's there, like it, you guys can go check out the murder in yeah, the murder I, pool. I, I'm gonna like yeah. hang out. I we, <laughs> this we is had, a cool green room. We had we had Farron, we had Farron out with us that weekend, yeah. and she was getting a little freaked out by. All oh this yeah, stuff. we were also yeah. like downstairs. We weren't in the big room, which is the, the big downstairs room. We were like in the little like bar off the big room, basically. Yeah. So like we were in a really small room, and it was like three weeks before Halloween, I think, or a month before Halloween. And so they had it decorated for Halloween and all. All these like, corpses and shit everywhere. And then, and, then, with all, and then they have all the... <laughs> I, then they tell, then I they think it was, Lee. Like it was Lee or Zoltan uh, was walking upstairs with me at one point, And all of a sudden, like, one of these, like, animated things, like, jumps out and tries to grab him. And, dude, they just, like, took off from him. And it was hilarious. I want to say it was Lee, but uh, it might have been Zoltan. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that, like, place, it looks too much like a scene from Ghost Ship to me. Mm-hmm. Not cool with that. Yeah, and what <laughs> like, was crazy was scene in Ghost that, Ship where yeah, the, that night that we were there, there was an EDM group, yeah, um, Colossus or yeah. something. Yeah, so, so there was so like some a, weird sounds so, going so on. So there was shit. a rave going on. That upstairs. was upstairs in the room we all played. So we're loading out, and we got you see people dangling out the windows of upstairs, it's like, like puking. Like, it was all college kids. Wow, because it was, and it was like. It was well, the fall. So it, it was, was September, cal- but it was still like warm. And that upstairs doesn't, it was like 80 degrees still. And upstairs doesn't have an AC in it. It was 5,000 uh, kids, EDM rolling wow. face, like tripping and stuff. Like it was, yeah. it was yeah. quite the scene. So you were in Milwaukee and then where else were, did you get to go on that run? Like right before COVID? Honestly, I don't even remember. <laughs> that's what, I, I had mean, a great time that weekend. <laughs> that's, that's one of those where I mistakenly say the wrong town on stage or something. Because that happens. It does. No, especially when you're, when you're out as, mu- as much as you are and you stuff. Know. And You said you were with the, with the boys from Cadillac 3. How'd you get linked up with them? And what's it like being with those guys? Cause well, honestly, not a lot of people know this, but um, they were like my favorite band when I was deciding to get into music and I saw them play a show at 40 watt in Athens, Georgia and Jaron's stage presence and the way that the band handled the show changed the way that I thought about everything of music. Dude, the fact and that, that night, that one show was a, yeah, was a moment. The for fact me. that there's that much noise coming out and you're in the crowd and you're like, there's only three guys up there. Like, I still haven't seen that? them. That's still yeah. like one of the bands I want to see. They're incredible. Yeah. The promoter that night, he was like, I want three people to leave, you know, because their ears hurt. Like, that's the goal. <laughs> and I'm like, and Jaren came on stage, and I think he like had some some, some Buddha amps or, or something. And yeah. I love Buddhas. And he came out and just <laughs> flicked them all on and just said, Wah! <laughs> 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 it was like, sounds pretty good, don't it? <laughs> I was like, Yes. <laughs> this yeah. is how you do a show. <laughs> so, for, so for you growing up as a fan of them, what was that first run like? Because I know you've been out with them quite a bit. What was going out What like when you first got to know those dudes? Well, I got to know Jaron. Uh, I don't even remember how, how he met exactly, but, man, it was. I mean, the more that I moved to Nashville, the more I got to know about Jaron, I saw more and more of their shows. The way that they do their band, they love their music, they rock out, and then you also have the Jaren songwriter, who's like getting <laughs> yeah. triple plays and multiple ones, and and doing like all this crazy songwriter stuff, and and achieving all this these great songs, and still being able to get on stage and and do his like rock and roll. Like he's a true rock star in my opinion. Yeah. Like not many of those exist, and to be able to do that and still be professional and write and do all that that inspired me to do what I'm doing today. Like. Today, you know, we were trying to write 
a, a really good song for radio. I, I, I hope I hope that somebody can cut it, you know. And then that's not what I do on stage. Yeah, really. It's like we, and that's that's definitely got to be inspired by Jaron. But it's kind of worked out that it's it is who I'm just me. I'm I'm the person I want to be, and that's kind of sounds to me one of my favorite like writers artists producer guys is uh butch walker which is another georgia guy you know from rome and stuff and like you know he said like there's a difference between a good song and a hit song and he's like i'll sell all my hit songs away but like i keep all my good stuff yeah yeah for sure yeah man i mean i don't know there's i got a song right now though that's like one of my favorite songs double wide deuce and I wish Miranda Lambert would cut it. Double wide dues. That's a freaking title right there. Yeah. That's... I should play that one in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. We can, we can do any, yeah. anything you want to play. I am all for, which yeah. is why the other night I was like, Job's sitting there just jam- like, we're just hanging out at the Redneck Frat House with some good folks celebrating Brent Ray's birthday. Shout out. Happy birthday, Brent Ray. Um, but like, if- just the fact that guitars come out. That's why I love Nashville. And yeah. like, even though the bars are closed, we're still able to hang out as music people Yeah, and do our thing, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be able to write today, we, we wrote in person. Yeah. That's I don't be see good. a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. No, if you're, Sorry. you got a couple people in the room. No, wait, Sorry, we're, man. we're, we're we sitting, we're sitting on a couch. Yeah, we're, we're far, us. we're far away from each other. We're fine. You know? Yeah. Um, and to do these zoom rights, I've done them. They're tough for me. Uh, I like the connection in the room. I'm like a vibes guy all day. I want to, and the, like there was a couple moments a day that we noticed. Uh, I wrote with Steve Mokler and uh, Kyle, Kyle Jacobs today, and uh, there was a couple moments where it was like that doesn't happen in a Zoom, right? You know, like, just us vibing off each other real quick and just come up with these lines and be like, oh, that's it, you know, and like that. That's the type of moments I look for in writes that make good songs, and, and uh, I'm, you know. I don't put I, I don't put out necessarily in my opinion like super poppy music, but you know I I want to a dream of mine is maybe being on the radio one day, but also a just as big a dream is hearing a song I wrote that's not me on the radio. Yeah, well, one that you so, were on you you just had a had that big cut that went to radio with Meg. Yeah, yeah, Would yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking song, yeah. bro, dude. That's. Hey, that's a lot of Ryan yeah, Nelson too. Yeah, that's yeah, I was that's some Martina <laughs> McBride vibe in there. Yeah, yeah. So what? Tell, do you remember? Do you remember the day you wrote that one? Where it was? The, it was the three. I remember a room, little right? bit of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember a little bit of it. Uh, we had a good time that day. Uh, some beers were drank. Some smoke was had. Uh, but you know, Ryan Ryan came in with that riff. I think, and it, you know, Ryan's. Ryan's like uh, '90s country is shit. Like yeah. the great, great '90s country. You know, if there was all the great songs of, that could be, you know, that's what Ryan's writing. He's like, he's he's killing that early '90s, 2000 vibe. I think and bringing it back in the way it should be. But yeah, Meg, she has the attitude. She came in She's with the attitude, awesome, man. Bro. I, she, remember, I, I love her attitude. I remember when I first moved to town, and Dave, my buddy, our buddy Dave Hangley, had, had pointed her out and was like, "That's Meg Patrick. She'll pack. She'll pack a bigger dip than you. Like she, yeah, and she will outdrink yeah. most guys in this room." So then oh, I'm going to find out. I took a pinch, and I went. I took a took took out a, my Copenhagen mint, and she pulled out what she was doing. She said, "I don't dip that mint stuff." And I was like, <laughs> I, "I was like, I love this one. She's awesome." And yeah, she I think the first time I ever met show. her, uh, definitely the first time I ever met her, she had a dip in. Yeah. And I was like trying to figure out if it was a dip. And then she like <laughs> talked and then she looked back at me and she had a little bit of dip spit running out of her mouth. 
the, and she just wiped yeah. it and she was like she just did her thing and wiped it and i was just like wow <laughs> i gotta go to canada yeah you know like that's you, a cool girl have, like have, I, you, have you been to canada no never i wonder if they let me in i don't know <laughs> I think they would. I hear they got a pretty strict. Uh... Yeah, they got. Yeah, no, they, they do. They do. They do get pretty strict. So, talking about good songs and stuff, yeah. um, you were in the studio right before all this shit hit, too. Yeah, like a week with Gary. Yeah, yeah Gary Stanton. Yeah, yeah. So Geary, Geary, Geary. <laughs> so what? What was? Um, how was that for you? Because that was like the yeah. first time you've been in a studio in a while, right? Yeah, like. Well, I mean, you know, I do demos and stuff, but it's not but, its not like working on your own stuff and being able to just yeah, really... Cut, cutting yeah. a project with your boys. Yeah. Like, so what, yeah, was, that what was, was that environment for you? How was a that? A great process. Uh, I loved working with Gary and uh, with Ryan Yemens and doing our thing, man. He, This guy's crushed it. And, you know, we had an idea for the music. Me and Gary, tore, we, I tore a lot with Muskie Dine. Yeah, and we see you a lot. He, I mean, I, you know, I think we see each other every couple months or so. Yeah. You know, if if hopefully and um and Gary would just always approach me and he's like, dude, I know what you want to do. I know what you want to do. Like I I got you. I got you. He's like, I know what you want to do. And I'm I'm telling him like, I'm not trying to get this Nashville sound, like da 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 da. You know, he's like, Trust me, I got you. Like, you know, I love Muskie on to death, but you know, I of course I had to think about the thought of like if I do this, is it gonna turn out like exactly like Muskie stuff? And I don't think it did. I think that we were able to capture know what i do and they gary sound like being, joe fortner songs gary yeah. being the professional that he is and 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 the knowledge that he has like i think he knows what he wants to hear and uh like we were on the same page and yeah it came out great it came out better than i could have hoped for so. yeah now do you have do you have a name for that project or is it still you're still kind of you um, have it now you're sitting this is something you want to talk about you i haven't said it Saturday. i haven't said i've never said it so uh <laughs> i guess so exclusive i guess so yeah Hell yeah. Holy shit, we get a Joe Fortner exclusive. It's called, it's called What I Believe. Fuck Ooh. yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, and it's, it's songs that you believe in. Yeah, yeah. And it, and there's a there's a song on there called What I Believe, so it's the title track. And yeah. Be five songs. And uh it'll be like a live show. It once you start the first track, if you buy it and you want to listen to the whole thing sitting right there, it's like a live show. It won't stop going through. Um Love that. So there's transitions and and everything oh, yeah. into each song. The track just never ends. It's it's kind of kind we like, wanted to uh, give you. I wanted to give you the live experience of, you know, when you come to a show, this is what you're gonna hear. Kind of like what Country Squire Tyler Childers did yeah. with this. Kind of that where he transitioned. Yeah, pretty just well between the songs. Keep it going. Yeah. yeah. See, I love your live show. And the first time I saw you was at a whiskey jam, and it was mm-hmm. probably. Like where I was hanging out with Ryan and hanging out with everybody and and had a good time and stuff. Yeah. And then seeing you on the road now, and there's a lot of nights where, or when when you're out, like most recently when you've been out with us, it's been acoustic. But you'll play some songs. The whole you're one of those guys. The whole room shuts the fuck up when you're playing. Like they listen. Like like the crowd loves the songs. Like when you're when you're singing Georgia. I remember at Buckhead. That was one of my first shows with you guys and you you played at Buckhead and yeah. we're doing that and the, and the crowd was just like fucking into it like yeah. it was dope dude I, man i love i love when the crowd gets into it and when they when they listen and when they get quiet like when i first started out i thought that was a bad thing but then i re- soon realized that that means they're listening you know when the crowd doesn't like you they're talking you know clearly yeah. so um 
yeah, I mean, those are those are uh, magical moments. I mean, the last time I remember playing with Muscadine, maybe it wasn't the last time. I don't know, but it we was, were at, we were in was, a Buckhead Theater. Yeah, but it was Buckhead. I mean, there was also I think you were with us in uh, Starkville, Rick's Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rick's yeah. Cafe. And Good times uh, out there. But I remember I remember Buckhead a lot because that was one of those nights where like there's a lot of freaking people in there. But there was definitely it was quieter in in moments that you could tell. And uh people were really listening and I think I got up there, we brought a merch guy up, Matt Daniel. He, yeah. He's an artist. Dude, he's that a was my first artist. time meeting Matt Daniel, and he came up and sang harmonies on yeah, uh, a song called I, uh, "Digging for Change." I remember, I remember him saying that he he was going to need to go at some point. I think Ben Chapman was there too. There were yeah. a lot. There were a good part of your crew there. I got to meet some of the fam. Like, yeah, you got a good crew around you, man. Oh yeah, did you get to meet Nanny that night? I met Nanny. Nanny's a Nanny, Nanny became friends with me because I, I brought. I had my. I had my. Uh, my CBD card. We had a good time with Nanny. Yeah, Nanny's a bigger star than me. Yeah, yeah. She's a celebrity. She's, she's she doesn't she's, know it yet, but she's like she's, she's awesome, a bigger yeah. character than me, man. <laughs> she, was hanging, she was hanging out by the merch table that night. She, she introduced herself, and yeah. I, one day people will be more excited to see Nanny at shows than me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that she's going to be incorporated in this next project. I, I promise you for videos and stuff. Oh, dude! Oh, so yeah. everyone's going to meet Nanny if you haven't already. I feel like she was a big hit at Rome River Jam. So <laughs> really big hit. Yeah. That's awesome. At Rome River Jam, that's it's a pretty big festival, right? Yeah, that was fifteen thousand people last time we were. Jeez, who were you there with? Luke Combs. Oh no oh, shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. No we shit. were direct sport for Luke Combs. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, I couldn't believe I mean, it. I mean, yeah. you got so going going back now, that's and that's the way I think a lot of people had found you. I mean you were kind of running in the same circle where Musk, Gary and Charlie yeah. were doing their thing. Luke was doing his thing. Ray was doing his thing. Drew was doing his thing. You're doing your thing. Like, mm -hmm. what were those years like of you? And you're the youngest out of the bunch. Like, you're what, 24 right now, you said? 25? Uh, 25, 25, yeah. 25, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, again, I was, gosh, like, a lot of these guys before, you know, when I met them, they'd been doing this for like five or six years, seven years at that point. And for me, this was like, the newest thing, like the, I, I had no experience with shows, crowds, social media. I played college football my entire life, and that was my game. That's what I did, and uh, I started, you know, doing shows about a year before I moved here, and that was about the only experience I had. And a buddy of mine that was a mentor for me, Chase Brown, who I wrote Georgia with, uh, he helped me with you know getting my feet on the ground and, and helping me do some things and uh and you know coming up in those times I was just learning from from those guys like to see the business that Muskydon runs on their own is incredible yeah. and to see how they handle it and to see how they work together and how they work off of each other you know like they each know what their talents are. I feel like, and and they. I was about to they say they're up, literally like yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. They pick up they pick up the slack for for one another where it needs to be, or you know, or or the hustle or whatever it is, you know. And I got to see that, and to see Luke. Yeah, because you when you. I mean, I was right there, you right were, there with Luke. There was there was a night there was a night y'all were in my home turf, I believe, New York, up in New York. You yeah. guys played that little Mercury Lounge, that little tiny ass. I don't know if you remember it. 
tiny ass room uh, where it's like you walk in, it's the narrow bar, and then the room's in the back. Real tiny, low ceiling. Yeah. There's a really good deli, Cat's Deli, right next door. Yeah. Um, and whatever. So to see, because you were you were there for that, but yeah. then also there as things really started popping off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I had my first show with Luke, um, I think he sold 80 tickets that night. This is in my hometown pretty much too. So, I mean, I brought everybody I could, yeah, you know, guys. like, so there, there was 80 people there that night. And, uh, I think the next time I played with him was at Georgia theater co-headline with, uh, Frank Foster. Oh shit. And yeah. And, uh, I think Luke went on before Frank Foster and I opened up acoustic. And after that, he was like, man, I think this is how I went. He's like, man, I, you, you know, you got to come on the road with us. I was like, yeah, that would be awesome. And he's like, you should be in Nashville though. Like I was like, deal. Like, I, yeah. Okay. I like that. That's what I want to do. I want to, I want to move to Nashville, not to be in Nashville. I want to be on the road. So literally did the whole packing up thing, transfer jobs, you know, and, uh, and that's how it worked. Uh, I'd clearly been thinking about it because I'd been working on it for like a year to, to try and, you know, see what I could do to get in the music industry. Because I'm I'm not just playing around. I didn't want to be just playing three hour gigs at barbecue joints. You know, I, I knew that there was definitely a process to it, and you had to work your way through the levels. And uh, like working with Peace Entertainment helped me get to Nashville. Yeah. So Bradley Jordan. Yeah, we know, you know we, he, we know Bradley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he introduced me. He introduced me to Ray Folger. That was the first guy I met when I got to town. That lived in Nashville, and uh, that was that's a pretty good guy to meet when you moved to town for the first time. Yeah, and these guys got to uh, become like older brothers for you when you're you're the young yeah. kid moving. To, did you move to town by yourself, or did you have another guy from Delonica or Rome or that? No, area no, no. Um, I moved up here by myself. Yeah, and I lived in a one bedroom apartment. I worked, uh, did welding every day, putting together gates and crazy stuff like that uh loading trucks and stuff i did that like 6 a.m to 6 7 and then i would immediately go downtown every night and i would stay out at whiskey jam revival all the rounds i went to every round every hangout just trying to get into the scene and so yeah yeah i mean i was doing that and i was also still hitting the road with luke on the weekend so i'd take off like fridays at work <laughs> it's uh <laughs> dang I eventually did that until, uh, until you know, like the guys at work were hating on me so hard because they're like, "Man, I was having to take off like Thursday, Friday, Monday sometimes too because we'd be playing in Louisiana or some shit." And so, uh, yeah, and then I, I, I made the step of leaving that job. I definitely couldn't afford to do it. So, I, I don't know if y'all ever heard of delivery dudes, but it's like Uber Eats. Yeah, I've heard of it kind of thing but yeah. it's basically for the upper class i feel like and you deliver like alcohol groceries whatever they want so i did delivery dudes nice joe <laughs> the delivery dude yeah, yeah and so i did delivery dudes and uh that was my thing that was uh I've that's what i did mates for years yeah we were about to do yeah. postmates this weekend but yeah. he, he's got something something cooking yeah i finally with. got something lined up for a job for the next uh, few weeks so yeah. i ain't gotta do postmates but I've, I've never done that before like yeah. the postmates like deliver like delivery Dude, my favorite thing so like i never really got like i would always go chill down to green hills because like it's pretty much the same type of people like they're all pretty like they're pretty decently off there yeah and uh i would go down there and chill and so you get like paid per minute you have to wait and all. Yeah. 
And so I'd like get like a steakhouse and have to wait like 20, 30 minutes and I'd get paid for that. And then you have to drive it like all the way across yeah. town to get paid for that too. But then like you'd always, dude, my favorite places, there was one customer that I knew when I was going to her house. Like I had that address pretty much memorized and dude, she was always drunk and it was always <laughs> a book club. And so they would be sitting there and she would order like a hundred dollars worth of food yeah she would hand me what the food cost and i'd be like ma'am this is already paid for and she goes here's the money for the food and like not comprehend i'd be like all right well so i'd take the money and pocket it so it'd be like 120 bucks most weeks <laughs> and then oh thanks man and then she would tip me like another 20 30 bucks in the app and so like you're sitting there like you know 160 bucks yeah for like an hour yeah an hour of work yeah. and like yeah that was that was the thing about delivery dudes like i i delivered to uh some pretty famous people i feel yeah. like like a lot of football players who's the of, most famous person uh or the I, person that was your like wow like, this I is deli- I, my favorite one was like um I delivered to like one of the people from Lady Annabelle. Same. Pretty pretty often. Blonde haired guy. I mine was dark haired guy. Yeah. So <laughs> the blonde haired guy and Lady Annabelle delivered him. He was always nice. He was always like, yeah. Hey, come in. You know, he's like, Don't worry about my kids, they're doing homework and the, him and his wife were always just like so nice and they'd hang out and chill and then they'd like tip me nice. Yeah. So I mean that, So the dark haired It was dude. very enjoyable to like not yeah, be treated like a piece of crap. Char- Football players Charles- are like, yeah. give me the shit, and they give me like two bucks, and they're like, yeah. get out of here. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're talking about Charles Charles Kelly, I think, is the guy's name. The no, not dude. Charles Kelly. He's the blonde hair dude, though. Charles Kelly's mm-hmm. the blonde hair dude. Look it up, Tyler. It Maybe is, I'm, oh, no, I'm thinking about Little Big Town. Oh, okay. Oh, Little Big Town. Okay. The that blonde, that the, is, he's got medium blonde, yeah, blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, he's blonde hair guy because I don't know his name either. So yeah. I'm going to go with blonde, <laughs> blonde hair, hair guy. Little Big Town blonde hair guy. Yeah. But mine was Lady A. He had a beautiful grand piano. Ooh. All white or you, some you shit. Play, you play Man. piano? No, definitely not. The song I wrote today is on piano. Oh, how would that go? With Steve Mokler and uh, Kyle <laughs> Jacobs. Kyle right? Jacobs is playing the piano. He's he's crushing the piano. I definitely don't know how to play piano. I wish I did, but yeah, see, I don't know how to play anything. They tried to teach me how to play a G chord like a couple months ago. You asked Tyler how it went. We sat there for an hour. Cat scratching on the chalkboard. Yeah, we could teach you how to play spoons or something. Oh, spoons! I could totally like a southern. Do. I could play spoons at the VIP. I don't know, he doesn't have that great <laughs> rhythm though. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could totally do it. So. Something about your your family's background or something. I learned this when I was hanging out at your house. I had to go and pick up Ryan Nelson one afternoon. And mm-hmm. we ended up having mm-hmm. dinner and hanging out. It was awesome. He heated up some pizza for us. Um, your family has some stuff in the food business, correct? Like yeah, my family has a restaurant. Yeah, It's called to, The Wagon Wheel. Yeah, I was trying to explain this to Tyler. You said it was what? It's like a country style? like Yeah, it's like a meat and three. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a line, a line meat and three uh, breakfast. Is like a, a line breakfast, so you can pick out what you want from the line. This is probably a very big insult, but I'm going to say this so Matt kind of gets what we're talking about. It's like a Piccadilly. Okay, so of that style, but of the that real style. Stuff, but the this real is, yeah. It's definitely much better, I promise. Yeah, yeah. This, this is very high-quality meet-and-three. It's not we got to take cheap. you to a meet-and-three here in Nashville. There's some good ones. There's some good ones. Yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, and then at night you just order off the menu. They do like all you can eat catfish, and then they got like, badass steaks and good hamburgers, coleslaw hamburgers and stuff. 
What's your favorite barbecue joint in town? We're going to get this going. Get the food discussion going. My, we'll do own, this every my own barbecue. So you don't, oh. You're not a Martin's I'm, I'm competing in a barbecue competition this weekend. What? Bro, Saturday I'm cooking in a rib cook-off. Where? Michigan. Damn. I'm buying a ticket. And no I'm shit. playing at the rib cook-off. No shit. So you're yeah. playing. And so I'm cooking a- all day and I'm playing at the rib cook-off. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, yeah. I did not yeah. know that. So yeah, I'm you- smoking ribs for like eight hours. Ooh. Yeah, Saturday. And can, so. you, can you reveal any 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 of what you do with your ribs? Like something? Light brown sugar. Yeah. Okay. That's the trick. Light brown sugar. Yeah. Not brown sugar. Light brown well, sugar. Light brown sugar. That light makes a little bit of a difference. Light is definitely a difference. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, because we always talk about the barbecue joints and stuff on here, and I like Martin's a lot. I yeah. mean, again, my, my taste of barbecue, I'm a, I'm a damn Yankee. We got good barbecue. We got decent barbecue back home. Yeah. I know you've been up to Jersey and Philly a lot because your buddies with Rob. I can tell you the best barbecue I've had recently. Let's see. The best barbecue I've ever had now is in uh, uh, Morro Bay, California. Really? Interesting. That yeah, this there's this little bitty mom and pop barbecue joint in Morro Bay, California. The best barbecue I've ever had in my entire life in California. Did not expect that. Never would expect that. The best barbecue I've had recently is Bucky's. Dude, Bucky's <laughs> so, is fun <laughs> fact. I have a pound of Bucky's yes. uh, chopped brisket in my fridge right now because when Dude. I flew back from Texas, I made my girlfriend stop from the way from yeah. Galveston's the airport, and I was like, "Give me a pound and a half of barbecue." I made yes. quesadillas yesterday and today with it, and I flew it home. And the like the guy at TSA was like, pulled my backpack. He goes, "Who's backpack?" And I was like, "Mine." He's like, all right, open it up. And he opened up the part. He's like, can you pull that out? And I was like, yep. <laughs> pulled it out. Pulled it out. He's like, can you open it? And I was like, sure can. The whole, like, my backpack still smells like Bucky's right now. <laughs> but, like, I pulled it out and showed it. And he goes, okay. And then he, like, made me pull out. I have a Whataburger Yeti also. Yes. And so he made me pull that out and, like, show him, like, there was no liquid in it. And he's like, all right, well. See, so you're going to enjoy your week. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, he brings yes. back the stuff from Bucky's all the time. Like, yes. beaver nuggets I and smuggle all that. that stuff. For those of you that don't know what Bucky's is, a gas station, by the way. That's also a like gas Walmart. station the size of Walmart. Yes, it's a very awesome gas station. If Love's QT and Flying J and Pilot had a baby, and Speedway. And it weighed 1,800 pounds. Yeah. Oh, it's a Texas size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now they've actually got like these, what they call the community buckies. And they're like, it's like uh, a community Walmart. It's like a regular gas station, but they still have like a bar in it. So you can still get like all your brisket and stuff, but you just have uh, to walk up and order it. But it's like a regular size gas station. Huh. I actually yeah. had to go to one the other this day. This is my problem with buckies. If I needed gas, that was it. I'm not going to buckies. If I see big buckies, it's just too big. Like I'm not. <laughs> There's traffic to just get into the parking lot. I'm not gonna just yeah. go in there and get some gas. We we know it's like an extra forty minute stop. Leo yeah, bitches yeah. at us for taking too yeah. long at like a like a regular gas station, a regular stop. If we pull up the Bucky's, he knows it's an extra 30, 40 it minutes my, on the road. My Even will. taking extra time taking your poop because the bathrooms yeah. are so nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. You're like you have to just appreciate it. So you yeah. just sit there a little longer. And then there's like <laughs> all the art going in the bathrooms, so like you're walking out and you're like, hmm. Wow, I could yeah. use this cow in my living room. It's only three hundred dollars, but you stop yeah. by and get you some name brand clothes and a barbecue sandwich. You're like, wow, I'm gonna just take a glance at everything else. Is also, here. go get a pair of Costas real quick. You know, yeah, like, they got hey, Costas. You can in buy there. a green egg there. You can yeah, buy yeah. Yeah. You it's can buy crazy, you can buy your duck blind, your dude, deer blind. The things is that Bucky's I love. nicer than Walmart. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, it's it, nicer. I, it's got to be they cook name the brand for clothes. You. They got yeah, <laughs> and you could probably buy groceries in there. I wouldn't be shocked. You can. You so can buy is, their is stuff Bucky's to take it home. Better than Walmart. Yeah, I, I would rather go I'm to Bucky's than a Walmart. Yeah. I mean, I bought. It's also cheaper half the time. Yeah, and the gas station isn't separate from the store. Exactly, oh, it's all one stop <laughs> shop, man. So is that that's your favorite stop on the road? You prefer yes. Bucky's over like Casey's? Or Loves Wawa? is number one because they're everywhere. Yeah, you like and you 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 you're the kind of guy who'll get down with a Loves pizza. Yes, everything oh, yeah. Loves everything. Oh yeah, they even got dog parks now. I got a dog. <laughs> they have dog parks at Loves now. It's a new thing and fenced in areas. I can let my dog run around in there and shit. Well, you can just go stop real quick. Well, no, I'm not going to leave my dog. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people want a blue healer. I have a blue healer. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's not like an ugly dog. (laughs) If it was like a little shih tzu, I'd probably just leave it out there and let it run. (laughs) I bet you don't. What's your dog's name again? Because I met your dog before. (laughs) It's Rona. Oh, that's right, because he got her. Because I got her during coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Come here, Rona. But you'll love this because you're from the north. Rony Baloney is what I call her. Rony Baloney. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Rony Baloney. Gonna go yeah. pick up the check. Yeah. yeah get a hey, Sammy. Yo. Pick up some Rony Baloney, you know? How'd you, how'd, you, how'd you get connected with Big Rob? Because I know you've done a lot in Jersey and a lot in, like, yeah. you've gone up there quite a bit. You've experienced the summer on the Jersey Shore. I got connected with Rob because I feel like good people meet good people. Yeah, and he's a really good guy. I'd he's that, a great guy. I'd love to have him on here one time. He's a great guy. I try to be a good person. Rob tries to be a good person. He calls me on my shit. Feel like I could call him out on his shit. We help each other through problems. He's a really good friend. Like, there's a lot of people I have that are friends because of music, but I feel like you know we we did meet and because of we live in Nashville and because of revival and everything, and that's where I met him for the first time. But I mean, Rob is like a dude that I feel like I'll know the rest of my life. What was know? that first trip up there with him like? Cause you're you're a Georgia boy. You're going up to we Jersey. Ate what was that? Like? All the food. <laughs> he crushed yeah. all the food. We love food. That's like our favorite thing. I think that's why we get along so well. <laughs> because we just we're like we're the type of dudes that sit down and order like twelve entrees just to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to, and we finish them all. <laughs> Clean plate club right there. We're like we're at Wawa and we're like we're gonna get four sandwiches because <laughs> I'm the same way. Because we can just try and the them mac all. And cheese. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like that's what me and Rob do. We crush food together and and just have a good time. Was it like yeah. culture shock for you going up there? Uh, nah, because it, it's everything I wanted it to be. I wanted there to be a dude. Dropping f bombs on his porch at people, and that literally happened. <laughs> except, right <laughs> except for the fact that we were on the beach. There are people walking onto the beach, and this guy that we're with is on his porch with a big ass speaker and his own microphone, Bluetooth connected to it, going "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you" as they walk by, and I'm like, "This is Jersey. <laughs> this is this is LBI." <laughs> Yeah, this is everything I expected it to be, and we ate chicken wings for breakfast that day. Did you go? I mean, did you go great. to? Um, did you go to the Chegg? Did you go to Chicken or the Egg? That's where we ate chicken wings for breakfast. Yeah, yeah Chegg, Chegg is solid. We got to get you up there. It's a place where Pepsi hangs out. Bro, we have a good. We yeah. have a good. They we, got a sandwich called what's it? Oh, what is it called? It's got pork. It's got all the breakfast meats on it. Damn it! Yeah, Chegg, it Chegg is I'm ridiculously good, bro. It's it. The sandwich is like as thick as a solo cup. 
Hell yeah. And it's like a divey little place when you go in. Like it's got it's a place that's got some character, but the line, you can wait for like hours. Oh wow. In that line. But you can call it in. You call yeah. exactly that's the power. That's what move. I do with Hattie B's here. It's the pro move. That is the pro move. Pro you moves only here. Pro yeah. Moves. And I'm guessing yeah. you've had the good sandwiches up there. Then Rob's introduced yes. you to some Italian combos and some chicken cutlet sandwiches and the hoagies. So people have cheese steaks. People have made the statement that like northern food is not as good. Which to say northern food, I don't think Midwesterner food. Midwestern food is is great. In Midwestern food's like let's fry it. Chicago, maybe. Yeah, they got some cool stuff there. Maybe parts of Wisconsin where you got like the cheese yeah, curds, the butter burger, the your butter burgers. Yeah, yeah, those are good. But then you get to like Jersey and PA, the the mecca of sandwiches and soups and chowders and pasta. Like some of the best pastas and sandwiches that I've ever eaten in my entire life. Thank you for saying this. When I PA and legit, whenever so I did a semester internship in Connecticut, like forty five minutes from Boston, like five minutes from Rhode Island, an hour from the coast. So like kind of centrally located everything. And then I did yeah. a summer in South Jersey. And dude, honestly, like whenever I'm like not going to Texas now to see my girlfriend, like whenever I'm like I'm just going to take a vacation for myself. Honestly, I just go up to the Northeast because I just want to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, have you guys ever had Permanis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just, this is in Pittsburgh. I've not. Pittsburgh thing. I've heard. And I've, I think they I've put, had it. They, their, their burgers are as thick as a Solo Cup, and but they put the fries on the burger. See, that can make or break a burger. This is a, this is a make it. Okay. Okay, because I've had some burgers. No faking with, until you make it here. This is real. I've had some burgers where they add the fries, and it just adds to like the bun, and there's just too much like mm-hmm. dough bread taste. This is this is very good sandwich, dude. Permanis is the shit. Oh yeah, I was at Permanis one time. Funny story. Uh, I'm really good friends with uh, Stefan Tuit. We grew up together, kind of. He plays for the Steelers, his defensive end, and we were there one time, and and. Uh, he he was just upset with the fact that I was going to sleep in a parking lot on the road that following weekend. I was like, I'm going to be on the road. I got to pull an all-nighter, and I'm just going to like crash in a parking lot for a minute. He's like, why would you do that? I'm like, because it doesn't make sense to spend the money when I just crash in a parking lot for a couple hours and be fine to me because like, I'm not making a lot of money at the time. So he couldn't handle that, and he's like, I'm not – so I want to give you money, but I'm not just going to give you money. He's like, you got to earn it. I'm like – all right, cool. This sounds fun. Let's earn it. <laughs> so we just ate Permani's sandwich, big ass sandwich, and he's like, "All right, I want you to chug six Yinglings back to back. You can't stop, and I'll give you two hundred and fifty dollars." And I'm like, "That one's accepted." <sighs> I'm like, "I love beer. Great." Third, fourth one in, dude. I'm like, "It's not gonna happen. I'm gonna have to throw up." <laughs> and he said, "I can't throw up." I said, "Can I throw up and finish it? Because I could have done that, you know." Pull the old boot off situation here, but no, I didn't. I didn't finish it. Didn't, didn't get the money. <laughs> so you slept in the parking lot. <laughs> slept in the parking lot. <laughs> in that moment, it was like, could I finish two more beers? Uh, maybe. Damn, dude. Yeah, you've gone up to Pittsburgh quite a bit. I mean, it's cool that you got a yeah. you got a buddy playing for the Steelers. But Nick yeah, and those games. boys. Tell yeah. me about those raised rowdy guys because I've I'm actually never been up there too. with them. Uh, and stay really? at, yeah, I've never stayed at their place or, or, but I'm trying to, uh, 
Nikki T is actually moving in with me. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I don't know if I told you that. So Nikki Ray's T. Ray's Rowdy is moving in with me. Yeah. What? <laughs> Nikki T will be living with Joe Portner starting in September. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen where he's made like a few trips to Nashville, and I was like, uh, maybe it's happening. And like, yeah, no, he's moving in. Yeah. Hell yeah. So what what are you looking for? What's, what do you think that's going to be like? Because we love Nikki. Nikki T's our boy, too. Everybody thinks he's going to party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's going to party hard, which I do think that will happen. It happens to the best of us. Uh, but he says he has to work a lot. So yeah. yeah, he works remotely. Yeah, so that's that's the real question here. Is Nikki T down to party or not to party? I'm going to say this. Matt's done it. I've watched so many people do it. You move to Nashville the first like month, two, three months, every night that you can, you're out on Broadway. Yeah. You're doing your thing. You're having fun. Which, you know what? He's moving down right now where he doesn't have the opportunity right, to do that. Right, right. That's probably but we good. we still get together enough at night where they're, oh, or, yeah. or we're still hanging out. Like, uh, He's moving in with me, bro. Yeah, I know. And Rob's I party by myself every night. I crush beers by myself every night. It'll be you, him, and Rona hanging out in the house. Yeah, I've, I've gotten onto this thing now where I like to uh, frequently uh, shotgun four locos. To get the party started, so I go get me a big. See, gold. I have something I call the party starter, and it's yeah. a shot of Jameson, a shot of bourbon, and a Jack and Coke. I order that first thing at the bar, yeah. and that's like it's doom doom, and then I pretty it. pretty fastly. Yeah, drink. that's what I'm looking to do. Yeah. yeah, I did the 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 uh, the Reds Wicked Apple L. They're like Ooh. eight percenters. They're like the yeah. thirty two. I crushed two of those the other <laughs> night. Those were. Those are fun. <laughs> that's a little sweet. Put you in a good mood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are a little sweet. But hell, the four loco, that's pretty that's pretty sweet. I've never too. had a four loco. They're pretty hard shotgun. If you if you like the energy drinks, I'd rather shotgun old. them than sip them down. Yeah. yeah, you'd rather just get it over with. Ice I've just always heard horror stories of people in Four Loco and Jaegermeister, so I've just kind of stayed yeah. away from those two. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was some I had a lot of Four Loco and uh, Mad Dog 2020 moments Ooh. in high school. That was that was big down there. Mad Dog 2020 was the big thing for me in college. Yeah, yeah. Mad Dog. Mad I've seen dude. I've seen in college people they duct tape Mad Dog 2020 to their hands. Oh, I've done Edward Forty yeah, hands. Yeah, 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 I've done those yeah. with, with the old English and the Colt <laughs> yeah. 45. Edward Forty hands and you're swinging them around. That's how that's how you break a TV in your dorm room, dude. That's, yeah, shit gets pretty. Crazy. Sounds like experience so, there. I, yeah, I, yeah, I spent some time in college. I guess a year. Yeah, and what half. was yeah, what was playing football like? Where'd you where'd you go? Uh Emory Henry. Yeah, in Virginia. Um Southwest Virginia. And it was fun, man. It was it was a little bitty college. It was a small town feel. Like we had a bar, a store, a grocery store, a gas station. I'm guessing you I'm, like, I'm I'm guessing and hoping for the sake of people you played against that you were a lineman. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. What what position? Um I swapped around. I I also long snap too. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say I could pick like you as a fullback or you as like a goal line situation, like them giving you the ball. I could just see that being hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I did a lot of different stuff in high school, but um for college I just mainly stuck to the line and and then um I tore my hamstring and I was I was just never the same after that, honestly. It was it was never I probably should have had surgery, didn't want to have surgery, so it was just just I was never as fast. I never trusted my leg the same. Didn't didn't ever squat the same. Never ran the forty was, the same. What was, what was your max squatting? Because you're a big dude. Probably, probably the upper fours. Jesus. <laughs> I was I was never like a super strong guy, but I think I made 
don't know. I was in the thousand pound club and stuff. Yeah, I got thousand pound club once. Yeah. I did it my junior year. Yeah, I was I was I was more like the thing that got me to where I was in football was technique. Because I was always smaller. If I was two or three inches taller, I probably would have gone to D one double A. I'd have hoped. Yeah. But um, I was just, I was just always. I would get beat out by guys that were that were taller than me. The leverage, the you leverage were, game. You know, so you, you were, can't were, teach were, height. Were you so. a chop? Were you a chop block guy? Oh yeah. That's how yeah, I was yeah. too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Until they took it away. <laughs> Until they took it away. I they definitely take it away. I definitely busted a couple knees. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I busted some shins and some knees dude. and took some dudes out, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I uh I the dirty too. I would fake them, dude. Oh, before yeah. they took away the rule where you could drop step and then cut. Yeah. Not you just had to cut straight away. I would totally just step step wham and just out of nowhere and I would just <laughs> crush this. Yeah, I remember my. I think it was my senior year. Might have been my junior. No, it was my senior year of high school. We played this team for homecoming. Only game we won of the year. Like we were, we had seventeen players on varsity. So like everybody oh, played wow. both ways. Yes, and that was school. that was not ninth through tenth. That was seventh through tenth. We had seventh graders that were starting wow. at cornerback. Like oh boy, yeah, That's small some small town yeah, Alabama yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually played Gary my senior year, and like he his team crushed us. They showed up on like buses with suits and ties, and were like. <laughs> preppy ass kids anyways but uh we played this team and this dude was playing across i was playing guard at the time on offense and he's playing like kind of a nose guard slash tackle position like one two hole position and uh i remember cutting him and he fell on my like the back of my legs and he couldn't get up because he was that big of a dude Damn. and like they had to like like he's just like wallowing like on my hamstrings and stuff and i'm like get him off get him off <laughs> and they like literally like it took like three of his teammates and like a ref to get him off of oh, me <laughs> yeah man and we we had it man we had a great team actually like before i got there um and before like my buddy stefan to its class got there he graduated when i was a sophomore so he's two years older than me but before they got there, we hadn't even won a region championship since 1969. So when we got there, we went to the playoffs to the fourth round right before the Georgia Dome, like four years in a row. So uh-huh. we had like Stephon Tua, who plays at the Steelers now, and like, yeah. you know, we had some stacked players. Uh, Damon Smith, he played at Green Bay Packers. Um, Michael Gallup, who is now a receiver for the, te- the Dallas Cowboys, he yeah. was our quarterback. Uh-huh. Like, we had some stacked stuff. Like, so are you you a Georgia Bulldogs fan? I think this is pretty definitely kidding. not. No. no, no, no. I'm an Alabama fan. Yeah. Roll Tide, Roll Tide, buddy. Roll, Roll Tide. Tide. Let's Roll go. Roll Tide, son. <laughs> Come on, dude. Let's get with it, dude. No, definitely not a dogs fan. Sorry. You probably really dislike I, them. Then I love Georgia. I think Georgia is the best state in the United States, in my opinion. But I do not like the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> That was yeah, that was mark that down. Did you get a lot of it sh- in stone. Did, did you get a lot of shit growing up for that? Of course. Yeah, everybody's like dogs or die. You know? Well, <laughs> yeah, so was, dead. yeah. So like, uh, no, like I can't don't give me no trains coming down the tracks or whatever that shit is. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like yeah. I don't want to hear y'all are gonna be champions again over and over and over and over again. Y'all got the best drafting class and all this kind of, whatever, dude. Who gives a shit about that? You guys ain't got the numbers in the end. You can't finish. You ain't got the <laughs> Just coach. like most of the Georgia sports that I know. I'm uh, sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, hey, we got we got Yankees Braves tonight. I'm excited. What happened to the Thrashers? Tss, see? 
went to back to Canada. Bye. Yeah, they're Bye. still the Thrashers in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now they're beating the Predators. Now the Winnipeg Jets yeah. are destroying the Predators. Uh, see, I'm, so I'm originally from Atlanta. Okay, and like yeah. you know, like I went to a Thrasher game or two, and like I'm a big Falcons fan. I was kind of like a pseudo Georgia fan. Like I remember them beating FSU in a mm. bowl game. Like when I was young, but then I moved to Alabama, still pretty young, and they were all like, "You got to be Bama or Auburn choose." And I was like, "Bama," yeah. even though they were getting their tail whooped in the Iron Bowl yeah. by Auburn. Then, yeah, the reason the reason I'm an Alabama fan is my stepdad. He raised me since I was four, and he's like, I mean, I remember being terrified as a kid, like a little bitty kid, and he would just be screaming at the TV, and if I said anything against the game or what was happening. I was getting cussed out. Like he was a hardcore <laughs> Alabama fan, and so I mean that's that's definitely how I became an Alabama fan because, you know, I saw how happy it made him, and and uh, I honestly did not dig any of the Georgia shit that was going on. All my buddies are talking about like just the whole cocky like Matthew, attitude. Matthew Stafford was there at that yeah, time. And, like yeah. the whole just cocky just like uh, What's the ESPN announcer? Braddy boy attitude. I didn't dig uh, it. Uh he's a, he was a linebacker for Georgia. Pollock. Yeah, AJ yeah. Pollock was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've gotten to see some good Alabama teams now. So I think your yeah. decisions worked out well for you. you yeah. yeah. You get to root for a good team. I know last year was a little rough. And I make amends. I actually got to meet Pollock one night at uh 40 Watt. He's a nice guy. Oh, yeah. He enjoyed the show. Oh, that's awesome. He enjoyed the show. Yeah. But I, I said roll tide as he walked away. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Just slide it in there. Yeah, what are the, what are those what have those Athens crowds been like for you? And you being a Georgia guy and playing there as much as you've gotten to I mean that's where guys have been going back. I mean, like, that's where Brantley got his starts, where he wanted to yeah. play. That's where Luke brought, like, all, all the Georgia guys, the quintessential yeah. Georgia, even going back to Rhett, like, way back. Yeah. That's the spot, and you've gotten to do that so much. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I love Athens. Athens is amazing. It's one of my favorite towns to play in. 40 Watt is one of my top three favorite venues in the country, in my opinion. I would, I love the Georgia Theater. It's up there in those top three, but 40 Watt is just character for me. Um, it's my first promoted show. It's the first show I played with Luke. Um, so it's, it's where I met Bradley for peace entertainment. It's just, there's just something about that room and, and everything. And, uh, going back to, that's my favorite place to play. You know, Hell yeah. the, the, the day that, uh, my mom passed away, uh, was at soundcheck for 40 watt. And then I played the show that night. So that's like a show I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's there's just something about Athens and that venue. I don't know what it is. I think I'll always try to play there from now on when I go. But yeah, man, and I think I it's a, and I think it's a town that'll take you as many times as they can get yeah. because that crowd. I've I've seen. I've only gotten to go twice. We we've been there once with with Gary and Chuck headlining, and then another time where we were crossing from Mississippi to Carolina, and the guys popped up, got up there with with uh, Langston. Yeah, but there's that crowd. They appreciate the music. Yeah, they, you find they, true music people yeah. in in Athens. Yeah. And and they're not all from Athens. They come to Athens, a lot of them, I think. But you find true music fans in Athens. Because it's, it, it's kind of like the hippie town other than Asheville, North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, it in, is. In a way. You know? And, uh, yeah, people people appreciate – it's not it's not just a college town. It's not just like an Auburn or like a Tuscaloosa to me. And you've yeah, and, you, and you've got you at one point. It's crazy. We and we actually learned this, and like I think it was like episode like 
10 or 11, or it was one of the early ones. We had, um, I think Boudreaux's got a sneeze. You all right there, Boudreaux? No, I was just yawning, trying not to do it in the mic. <laughs> oh, man, I'm putting him over sleep yeah, over we're there. Putting, putting Boudreaux to sleep. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't even take any of the CBD. Come on, buddy. It's the um, bourbon kicking yeah, in. The There's bourbon, like that little dip real quick, and then you come back up. Your band back in the day. Yeah. Think it, we found this out when we had Ryan on. It was like, it was you, and then you had Ryan with you. You had Jordan with you. Really? You had like your band, like who was playing in your band and shit. Yeah, that was uh, yeah Jordan Dobro, Chris and Ryan Nelson. Yeah, what were Jordan those, Fletcher, yeah, yeah, what were those days like of you and those boys vanning it, just going around? Um, we discovered that Ryan can do shit ups. Shit ups. What? What's a shit up? Every time he sits up in the van, he shits himself. <laughs> <laughs> It happened a lot for some reason. So it became a thing that Ryan was doing shit ups every day. <laughs> that is not something I like. like <laughs> that's my favorite thing about that band. <laughs> Love you, Ryan. And we had a dog with us. <laughs> oh, that's dope. It was all right. He didn't listen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best, you know. I'd be like, at the merch table selling t-shirts and hear him barking at somebody. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Chris, where's Jax? And Chris would be like hanging off the fucking rafters in the building, you know, <laughs> yeeing or some shit. You know? Those are wild dudes from Jacksonville, Florida. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like how'd you get con- how who'd you meet first of Jordan that group? Fletcher is a very good person. He's very responsible. But back then he was drinking. And he wasn't married yet. And he was in his wilder days, I would say. So, <laughs> they were drinking all way more than me, I feel like. Well, I, was, I was babysitting yeah, a lot of well, the time. You're basically. also the youngest guy to that group, right? I don't know how old Dobro is, but yeah, they got a few years on us. Yeah, they were, the they were ages, I mean, so. at that time, I was like 20, 21, and they were like 27, 26. <laughs> so, Jordan, Jordan was like 23. I think he's just a year older or two than me. But, yeah, I was babysitting. So, But we had a great time. We played some good music, and uh, we played some some uh, some college town bars, and just did our thing, man. And it was good. I mean, I, I really love those dudes. I've lived with all of them. I still live with Debra Chris. Yeah. What was the red? So. Like, and, and again, not to not to not to divulge too much information yeah. from the past that'll that'll be it'll be crazy or whatever. But like the redneck frat house. That, yeah. the, the the crew that's been through there and yeah. to see what all you guys are doing now and you fast forward a few years and everybody's putting out their own music like it is the redneck frat house it was it was the party house i mean we were talking the other day about how on my 22nd birthday uh me and jordan woke up we were sleeping on the living room floor for some reason from the night before and uh jordan woke up and and uh i didn't know it was my birthday my phone was blown up and so we were like, shit, we just like crushed a bunch of natty ice the night before. Yeah. The heavy shit, the five point eight percent alcohol shit. Oh, so geez. we're feeling we're feeling good. So we're like, damn, we gotta get fucked up again, you know. And so we go to the store and get a box of wine and uh two cases of natty ice. And about eleven o'clock, Ryan Nelson wakes up and comes outside and <laughs> we're pissed drunk at eleven o'clock in the morning. Jordan is there are three fire pits in in Ryan's yard. 
and Jordan is taking gas and connecting all the fire pits and drawing <laughs> fire lines in the yard. <laughs> and we're out there riding the wakes up, and we got like Leonard Skinner, Saturday Night Special playing. Ba-na, <laughs> we're out in the yard just like hooping and hollering 11 o'clock in the morning. And uh, yeah, that, that day uh, turned out. Ryan got off work early, crust two more cases of Natty Ice. Then we went to the Mexican restaurant and drank four pictures of margaritas. Then we called Ward from Whiskey Jam and said, we're going to come play at Whiskey Jam. He's like, come on. <laughs> so then we go back to the house and all pass out and wake up at like 1130 and had to text Ward like, hey, we're not going to Whiskey Jam now. You know, Too drunk. But yeah, we had some crazy days. Some very, a lot of those days were the same. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then talking about Ward with Whiskey Jam, that was, I think, the first time I had the opportunity to see you. Yeah. Was you playing Whiskey Jam. What's your relationship with those guys been like? And you got to see it from kind of the beginning. I mean, you've been here five years. Whiskey Jam has been around for what? Eight, nine, seven, something like that. Yeah. We've played like, I think I've played like three anniversary shows now. And we, every year when we do the anniversary show, it's still the same thing with me, Jordan, and Ryan, where it's like, back then we used to be in the same band. Well, then it just kind of worked its way into, uh, like, the three of us play ev- the Whiskey yeah. Jam anniversary shows. And Ward Ward's just a big fan of, of all of us. We're a big fan of Ward and what he does in Whiskey Jam. And, uh, yeah, he just always has us, has us on there and, uh, you know, gives us really good opportunities and to, to get our name out there, I think. Yeah, and it's become a monster. Like- it has, man. Like, Whiskey Jam is such a – it's true family. People in town, and like once you get to play it, you know, it's it's a big thing to play whiskey jam. I feel like you know, like to be able to get on that stage. There's a lot of people that have got on that stage, and that's that's your one opportunity to sound good. Like, and <laughs> there are a lot of bands that go in there. I think if you if you sound good, you're gonna sound good. If you sound bad, you're gonna sound bad in whiskey jam. Like that, there's no hiding. There's no tracks. Usually, you know, there didn't used to be any tracks. It was like. That that was the true statement. And whiskey whiskey jams in this tiny ass room that does not sound good. No. So if you sound good in there, and it's not even got a digital board, like it's got an old school board, yeah. like everything's if just. If you sound good in there, it you're you're sounding good. Like, and if you get the crowd into it, there's those magical moments at whiskey jam where you can really connect with the crowd. And I we got an encore one night for Georgia, which was crazy. And like, I mean that's. That's just that room where it's like you got to make a statement or not. And there's been nights where I play Whiskey Jam and I'm like, that's not it. That was not not the show for me. Because I've played that probably 15, maybe 20 times now. I don't know how many times yeah. I've played it, but I've been up there a lot. So. Yeah, dude. That's, that's awesome. So real quick for everybody listening, 2020, you got the new music. You got a lot of stuff. Going on and stuff. Going on. What can people expect now for the rest of the year from Joe Fortner? Because I know you've been in the studio. I know you've been, been in the a studio. Lot. Yeah, yeah. I've been in the studio, and I'm, I've got five songs I really love, and these songs are songs that people know. Like that's my man, and uh, a song called Time. But you know, those songs are really, really, really special, and I want to put them out when they can get the 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 exposure that I believe they deserve and for us to be on the road is, is going to help us do that. And we're not on the road right now. So we're resulting to plan B now, which, you know, when I record that music, it was a week before COVID hit. So I was planning on having that music out by now and uh, us also being on the road. 
but that's not the case anymore. We don't have any shows going on and stuff. And so the thing that me and my management are talking about doing now is to uh, record some different music that, you know, people maybe haven't even heard and just, uh, and give them that and, okay. uh, and, and do a single. So there's a song uh, called Wherever She Is that probably going to come back to life and put that out uh, hopefully in the next couple months and just put out some singles. And uh, that EP is probably going to turn into an album. I don't know. We're talking about it. So. Okay, sweet, man. Well, I, So I, we're talking about, yeah, yeah. maybe four, four or five more songs and having a full album instead of, you know, yeah. EP. Well, I speak for, I think I speak for everybody when, when I say, like, we, we're, the, the music family, they're ready for, for more Joe Fortner, and we're going we're gonna to crank this shit out. I'm ready to whatever put it you out, put. Man, I'm sure you're me. ready, yeah, bro. It's yeah, been four I'm years. A, it's been a whole time of kids, freshmen in high school, now that other motherfuckers are graduating. Dude, I, yeah, I mean, I wanted, to, I wanted to put out these songs, you know, two years ago, but yeah. things being what they are, yeah. you know, uh, I wasn't able to put them out, you know. Not necessarily in my control at that point, but now I have control again, and I work with people that I that I love to work with, and uh, we decide we want to do what we're gonna do. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, I think, yeah, I think waiting to put out the EP till shows come around for those songs because those songs I want videos with those, you know, and and they need the time. The thing is, I'm like 25, you know, I'm still learning stuff every day, and. uh I'm a I'm a big component of like being on the road and being a road dog and so not being able to do that and putting out new music that, that I haven't put out music in three years doesn't doesn't fit the book for me. Yeah. So. No, absolutely, yeah. man. Well yeah. well hey, dude, this has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Um do you wanna play some songs for us? Yeah, I can play you some. All right, hell yeah, hell yeah, man. Um well um guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the um of the In yeah. the Round podcast. We we greatly appreciate y'all listening. Boudreaux was a damn fun one. Yeah, dude. Finally sitting in a room with Joe Fortin. I want to tell you guys real quick, we mentioned it earlier on, but we're gonna give him another read because we, we love our new friends over at Trailside C B D Emporium. Wanna tell you all about them. That's our boy Andrew and his team. They meet all your C B D hemp and Delta H T H Delta eight THC needs from oils and gummies to cartridges and flour. They have it covered using D eight THC, which is derived from the hemp plant as opposed to the common marijuana plant. The stuff is 100% legal and gets the job done personally. And I think Joe can attest to this too. Fan of the cartridges. They are super, yeah, they're, they're, them, they're solid. So y'all can hop on and get them yourself. Check them out. It's trailsidecbd.com. Use the promo code ITR at checkout. Once again, that is trailsidecbd.com promo code ITR 20% off your purchase. You can also find them on Instagram at trailsidecbd. And you can find us where, Tyler? In the Round Podcast? So, In the Round Pod on Twitter, In the Round Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We're on all major streaming sites for uh, podcasts. So, you know, tell your friends anywhere they want to listen, their most comfortable at home streaming site. Just go there and you can find us. Joe, where they can find you? Hey, you know, uh, just my name. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, not many people have Joe Fortner. But uh, yeah, just add Joe Fortner. Um, and uh, JoeFortnerMusic.com. Hell yeah. Well, guys, thanks for listening. We're going to let Joe take over, play some songs for us. Y'all have been listening to the In The Round Podcast.
She might be doing just fine with a brand new plan and a glass of wine And taking on the world, yeah, that's alright Well, she might be on a beach somewhere with a pile of daisies in her head Like a million miles away from crossing her mind Up and down sunsets Probably found a way But she lost me Yeah, I know that girl And she ain't in Tennessee Whoever she It's on the floor, the sun's eating up 
I smell hairspray in the air, hear warming up the truck. First job of the day, and she's already late. Till she's getting tired, of money's gotta be made. Bills get tough when it's only one. Until she's getting scared, but she ain't ever gone. She drive me off for grandma's, it seems like every day And I'm crying, watching her pull off, she says, son, there ain't another way Breaking her back and pulling the weight of two Learning the ways of the world and I see the truth Single mom paying double dues. Calls us in once, she's on us break. But sick of job has overtime, so don't stay late. Listen to your granny and I'll make it up soon Just know I miss you right now and I love you too She picked me up at grandma's, it seems like every night And she's crying as we pull off, it seems like there ain't no end in sight Breaking her back Pulling the weight of two Learning the ways of the world and we see the truth Single mom paying double wine dues Lips light, summer full, the sun's even up. I smell hairspray in the air, hear her warm.